Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Yes, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement at Empowerment Channel of Voice America, the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all the listeners, because you are worldwide, uh, ladies listening here in the United States or Canada, but there is also many, many listeners in Europe, especially Germany or France, and in China or Australia even. So I'm so excited that you are making time today to listen to this talk show and make time for listening to a topic uh, that can help you with your life in retirement. It's my greatest pleasure to present this series of shows and bring subjects that will help you in planning preparing and living that next chapter in life. So as always, um, I want to start off with telling you a little bit about the chapter or the session that we're talking about today. It's about um, finding a different way of a purpose in life, an identity in your next chapter, and maybe at the same time also uh, earning some extra income, and if that is what you want to do. So the topic for today is all about how to start a franchise. And um, I hope that that is something that can help you in making your retirement the best time of your life. Yes, my name is Maria Lucasa. I'm a certified retirement coach and I help women find joy and meaning in retirement. And ideally, we do this before starting that next chapter in life. So after working for almost 40 years, I'm now ready to retire in a couple of months time. And I want to be able to do what I want, when I want and where I want. So at the same time, I have seen that talking about this topic of retirement has given many women a new perspective about retiring. And so I, my legacy to voice uh, and bring awareness and motivate women to choose a vibrant lifestyle in the next chapter. So... Um, I want to start off with the affirmation for this month. And if you're not sure what an affirmation really is, an affirmation opens the door. It's a beginning point on the path to change. In essence, you are saying to your subconscious mind, I am taking responsibility. I am aware that there is something I can do to change. And when I talk about affirmations, I mean consciously choosing words that will either help eliminate something from my life or help create something 
new in my life. So for today, I have chosen the following affirmation. So I have a successful business that makes a positive difference in the life of others. So if you are thinking that maybe in retirement, you would like to be an entrepreneur, somebody who has a business like a coaching business, like what I would like to do, but there's many other opportunities. And today we're going to find out much more uh, what else you could do if you would like to have a business in retirement. So um, I want to introduce you to our guest speaker of today. His name is Jim McElhenney. Jim, hello. Welcome to today's talk show. Thanks, Maria. And thank you to all of your global listeners that are tuning into us today. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Yes, that's a, that's really uh, a, a wonderful way to know that often we talk about topics that might look in first uh, instance that they only pertain to the United States. But there are much many similarities in other countries in the world where people can use the information that we we talk about. So before we really start talking about franchising and all that, I wanted to give the listener a quick uh, bio uh, from Jim so that you know a little bit about his background. Jim first came to Frenet, that's the organization that he's working for, some years ago as a client. And with the education and coaching he received from Frenet, Jim became an entrepreneur and multi-unit operator of one of the most recognized national hair care brands in the U.S., his perspective as someone who executed a career pivot into franchising small business ownership and ultimately his time as a franchisee have helped Jim's client to understand and digest what they are experiencing and learning as they conduct their own journey of franchise research with him by their side. So prior to his entry, into franchising, Jim spent many years in the field of financial services and banking with one of the largest U.S. global financial institutions, and he lived and worked across three continents. Wow. So today, our topic is the secrets to franchise business ownership. Jim, that's such a, a sexy uh, title for our <laughs> show. I love it. I, I Isn't it? That, uh, at one time, uh, a couple of years ago, I did a summit on all kinds of topics with retirement. I, I called it the secrets to blissful retirement. So when I see secrets, <laughs> it all see, always makes me smile. Um, Absolutely. It makes the audience curious. <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, uh, as um, many of us who are retiring, we still have to retire or we have done this. Often one of the reasons when I ask, where are you struggling with? What keeps you up at night? Often they say it's financial issues. Many 
are worried before they get into retirement that they will not be able to have sufficient income or have medical conditions that cost more as what they have saved for. And yeah, and then nobody knows how long retirement really is going to be. And for some people, it can be fairly short, but now in average, many of us expect to live another maybe 29 or 30 years. And that is a really long time. So not I'm not thinking really that we will be a franchise owner for 29 or 30 years coming up. <laughs> but hopefully it brings us joy and a new identity and purpose in our retirement after our career that, that we say, okay, yeah, for the next 10 or 15 years, as long as I am healthy, I want to do this. So um, from your bio, Jim, um, you mentioned that you came as a client to FriendNet, which is um, a franchise matchmaker, as you call us, your company. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit uh, how that happened. Um, why did you move out of the banking industry first into uh, franchising and yeah, just a, yeah. A, a little bit so that we have some more of your background. Sure. Yep. And and I think uh, hopefully people listening can relate to this. I was 28 years in financial services. I had a wonderful career. It was given opportunities that I never, ever dreamed that I would have had and lived places I never thought I would live. Um, and when it was time for me to come back to the States in 2015, I um, I, I really, I was struggling with the idea of staying in the industry. And I really saw that as a time for me to take a chance at something else. And I think it was, it's a bit like what you were just saying in, in your intro there. It's, I was thinking about how do I kind of create that version 2.0 of my own life, right? I know I could have stayed in financial services and finished out my career there, but I was really, if I was honest and listening to myself, I wanted to do something different, but I was 50 years old. Um, I did not have the bright idea of my own. And honestly, I probably didn't have the risk profile, even if I did have the bright idea. And so I got attracted to franchising as a way to step into a business model that was already proven, uh, but that I could still make my own path and have something that I could call my own and and uh, you know take take my career into a brand new direction from where it had been. So I, uh, I, I was a client of FranNet. I have been a multi-unit operator of a national hair care chain. And uh, these days I'm, I'm working with people who are thinking about getting into business for themselves rather than being that, uh, the franchisee myself. Okay. So um, at the moment, you personally do not have any franchise uh, yourself anymore where you... Um, are involved in, but uh, as a consultant, you are still working in the franchise industry, which is uh, is quite big. I mean, just the majority of us know about McDonald's and Starbucks and places like <laughs> yes. that. Yes, yes. Yeah, then you really have to have a big dream to say, okay, yeah, that's what I want. Uh, not maybe a big dream, but also a way of financing those uh, brand name, um, household names in a way too, 
to yeah to make that successful so the majority yes. of us when we retire probably are not looking to operate a, a mcdonald's somewhere um so i i would love right. to find out more about what you do as the franchise consultant can you give us um an an idea of sure how that works yeah so i mean I, you mentioned uh, i call myself a franchise matchmaker um, sometimes I kiddingly say I'm like eHarmony for business, but with a better outcome. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I'm trying to connect qualified candidates who have thought about owning their own business. And I'm really trying to help them to think about proven concepts and franchising that might be the option for them to, to for them to achieve their goals. So, you know, many of us recognize the model in corporate uh, corporate life where you might hire in an executive recruiter when you're trying to uh, hire a senior role in a corporation. Uh, franchise consultant is is something similar to that. I mean, we are really trying to connect qualified candidates with franchise concepts that are looking to expand and grow through the entry of new franchisees. And so a lot of our work is around education. Uh, a lot of what I try to bring to it for my clients is based on not only my own experience, uh, uh, my network, the research we've done, but also the company I'm a affiliated with FranNet has been doing this for 35 years. So we have amazing resources and processes to help people to decide if business ownership is even the right thing for them. I mean, foundationally, that's kind of where we start. I don't make the assumption that someone is going to go into a franchise because they connect with me. We first have to explore what's motivating them and what the values and drivers are for whatever that next step might be for them. Yeah, because that's, of course, uh, a big question that many of us will will have, um, not knowing what all is involved. I mean, it's uh, time-wise, um, money-wise, uh, where do you do it? Do you have to have an, an, an office location or a location somewhere else? Can you do it from home? There's so many questions that come sure. up when when we start thinking about it so we are talking here to um, uh, a group of um, um, my audience are i um, at least that's the the target audience is women who just have retired or who want to retire so what do you think makes a franchise business ownership really attractive for them from your standpoint well i think um there's a few things. I, I think let's first compare it to sort of the other possible ways of getting into business. And and again, I want to be mindful of your, your audience and, and where, where they're at in life, right? So, I mean, one is if you have your own bright idea and you want to go in and start a business, um, that takes time. It um, You know, there's going to be a lot of trial and error in that. And and sometimes people that are at the stage of life that we're at, they, they don't want to necessarily invest that much time. They, they're looking for something that's going to stand itself up more quickly. Um, the other option, of course, is you buy someone's independent business. You know, maybe there's someone else that's retiring and they've built a great business locally in your area and you want to step into their business. That's another path as well. But what I find is when people look at franchising, the things that attract them to franchising is it is a bit of a business in a box, right? So if you want to avoid the pitfalls and the mistakes that have been made by others and really accelerate your chance of standing a business up quickly, the systems and the tools and the resources in a franchise 
really create the environment for the best outcome that you can have. Um, doesn't mean there aren't going to be hard days. Of course there are. But that running start that you get with a franchise that has already been proven, maybe has some brand recognition in your market, um, those are all the things that increase our chance of success. And who doesn't want to increase their chance of success when they're trying something new, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that, that is, uh, uh, yeah, indeed. You can um, think about business ownership in, in many ways. You can start something from scratch. And some are really easy to get started, like uh, the coaching, for example. But there's all if you want something different, there might be much more involved uh, in getting financial um funding and, and, and things like that. So it's, it is not always easy to start something uh, from um, the bottom up. So if you, like you say, can find a business in a box that, uh, that you like, you have a lot of benefits uh, as a franchisee because there is usually um, a lot involved in what the, the company that you're uh, starting to support as a franchisee has um, put in place for all the people and all the, yeah, the locations that they will have, isn't it? There's training, there is. Yeah, yeah. there's training, there's marketing, there's operational support. I mean, that's, you know, the the beauty of it is that the franchise or the, the entity that started the concept and is now distributing it out through franchisees that franchisor has made significant investments in proving out this business so that you can take that plan and you can apply it on a more local level. Yes. So if, if somebody uh, would be contemplating uh, to look into franchising, um, what are some of the options? Is it, Do you always have to be working full time in in a franchise or are there different ways of um, owning a franchise business? Yes. Well, and again, thinking back to your audience, I would say, thankfully, there are different options. Um, and and uh, you're, you're right in that there is the owner operator model, which is, you know, uh, full time all in with uh, with both hands and both feet. But there's also a model in franchising that uh, I call the owner executive model. You might also hear it in franchising referred to as semi-absentee. And really what that model is, is it's a model where the owner will be involved in the business, but they really are appointing a general manager and the general manager is then leading the team. So the owner executive in this model is oftentimes spending 10, maybe 15 hours of their week in the business. They are still the business owner. They are accountable for the business and they are directing the general manager who is then um, basically uh, you know, managing all the resources in the business. So for people who, you know, I see this sometimes with people who are maybe later in their corporate life or even people who are stepping into retirement, they're attracted to the idea of an additional income stream but they also don't want to be stepping into something that is going to completely own them. They know they have other focuses and they want to make sure that they're, spent, they're keeping time for those other focuses. And the nice thing in franchising is that as you go through the process of exploring businesses, if someone were thinking about the owner executive, this part-time model, you'll get an opportunity to speak with franchisees who are already in that system 
who are uh, executing on that same model. So you get the benefit of hearing people's experiences as to how well does it work for this franchise? What have been the successes they've had? What have been their challenges? So again, the, the peer network in franchising, even before you've written a check, is very, very powerful in terms of helping someone to get a lens into what their life might look like if they were stepping in as a business owner as well. Yes, um, and that is really um, many people uh, and not just women in in, in retiring. Um, we always look at how much risk is involved in what we do. It's not just the practical things like how many time do I need to uh, need to spend and and where can I can I still go and travel? And or uh, visit somebody? Can I do it for multiple locations? That kind of thing. But also, uh, yeah, how are um, people who decide to do this financially? How can they say okay um, and and be sure that what I do is um, sound and um, has a great. Um, possibility of success. Are there any any ways that the franchise company helps them to to figure that out? Yeah, they they they, they do a lot, right? Because remember that the franchisor also wants to ensure that they're getting the best fits possible as well, right? So they want to see success stories at the franchisee level because on a pure economic basis, they 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 are looking for franchisees who have the uh, independence uh, and the decision-making capabilities to to run their business. So they're they, you know they're very transparent throughout the process of getting to know each other. And what we try to do um, at FranNet, the first thing we do is we try before we even connect anyone to a possible franchise that might meet their goals, we work with them on a, an assessment tool that we have that helps to evaluate uh, what kind of business owner they might be and where are their transferable skills, their strengths, um, what are their values, their motives. So if you notice in all of that, I'm not mentioning a single franchise name because I'm really trying to focus on the candidate. But then once I have the candidate um, at a point where I understand uh, what's making what's making them tick, then I'm thinking about how I connect them to franchises that will have some resonance for them, right? Maybe it's tied to an interest or it's the business model that allows them to achieve the personal goals, the lifestyle goals, the financial goals that they've um, explained and elaborated on to me. So that's really where the matchmaker side of my job comes in. But then as we move through the journey, uh, franchising is a very transparent industry. So there's quite a bit that a prospective candidate will be able to learn, um, times when they will be able to ask questions and times when they'll be able to make, uh, you know, really make those judgments about about risk, right? Um, you know, if, uh, franchising is regulated in the United States anyway by the, the uh, Federal Trade Commission. So there's a lot of structure to what franchisors have to disclose. And I think that that disclosure is a positive thing because, again, it's going to enable the candidate to really um, evaluate what level of risk and what tolerance of risk they um, are willing to entertain and how they might mitigate it as a new business owner. Yes, so um, I'm, I'm glad that you just mentioned that this is a regulated 
uh, by the FTB. Uh, so th that's kind of a, a good uh, thing to know that it is really uh, so well documented and organized in a way so that if you step into this adventure for your uh, second half in life um, of, of being a business owner, that, that, you, that there's uh, uh, a lot of thought and uh, regulations and rules already in place. So it's not you're not the first one who's doing no. this. There are many others who have gone before you. So um, that's definitely reassuring for anybody who might not be so keen on on carrying a lot of risk because there's of course the financial involvement in sure. uh, the business you need to have a certain uh, yeah. amount of uh, cash or funding for it um, but I guess if uh, um, you can of course use your own uh, cash what you saved or your uh, retirement funds or um, get funding from uh, a bank or whatever. I mean, there's all, always ways around the financial there, side. Yeah, there is. There's a lot. There's a lot of options. And actually, one of the one of the important roles that's evolved in franchising is there are, are funding specialists. So I don't hold myself up as a as a funding expert, but I know who my funding experts are, and I connect them with my clients because. You know, they really help to take a deep dive and understand what my client's financial position looks like and then help them think about what their options might be. Right. So options around uh, maybe it's uh, traditional lending with uh, the SBA, the Small Business Administration here in the United States, yeah. backing that loan. Uh, maybe it is um, um, the equity they've built up in their home and they're comfortable with uh, putting part of that into their business. Uh, retirement plans, you mentioned, absolutely, there are ways to um, to convert retirement plan savings into uh, into a business. But I think the, you know, the, the, the oftentimes when folks come to me and we're starting a conversation, one of the, the things that I realize is how many people think that they have to have all of the money. Well, they think franchising is very, very expensive. Um, and it can be for certain franchises, but I would say the average franchise that I'm introducing clients to is somewhere in the neighborhood of let's call it 150 to 250 thousand dollars but that doesn't mean that there aren't franchises that are less than 100 there certainly are franchises uh, at that level too and if someone is looking to explore financing oftentimes uh you know with the right credit and and everything the banks will back you for maybe 70 percent of that total so you know, you can start to see that it doesn't always take as much money to get started in franchising as people think. And part of why banks like to lend against franchises is because they know the concept is proven. There's a track record. Again, compare it back to that idea of you have your own bright idea. Now you show up at the bank and you want to uh, ask them for a loan. They don't know if you're going to be successful. But when you're coming to them saying you want to start a second, another location for a franchise, they can look at the track record of success of that franchise. And the bank can get comfortable with the risk they're taking as well. So it's a, it's a market that has a lot of opportunities for partnering and collaborating around raising the funds to um, to uh, get into business. And I, I should add, since your audience is predominantly women, there's quite a few franchises that will uh, reduce some of the entry fees uh, for women, for military, 
Um, they, the franchising industry is very, very uh, collaborative and cooperative around uh, giving people chances to succeed. Okay, uh, that's nice. I mean, uh, most of the time I'm for equality between women and men. <laughs> but <laughs> this time I might think, okay, uh, maybe it's good I'm a woman <laughs> if I want to be uh, get a certain franchise and I I could get it uh, because of that uh, a little bit uh, for a lower uh, lower fee. Um, Why not? So, Everyone likes a sale, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Of course, of course. So when you are uh, dealing at the moment and you're looking at the franchise industry, um, what are you seeing? What are some of the trends? And um, if you can tailor it a little bit to the older generation, or is there no difference there between people that franchise? Um, I mean, um, is the, do you see differences between the younger generation, say those that are in their 30s or 40s and want a franchise, um, compared to those in their 50s or 60s? Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I haven't thought about it that way. Um, well, I, I think certainly the trends around, uh, again, back, back to the idea of the, the owner executive model, I think some of the younger generations are more inclined to entertain possibilities in that owner operator model, right? They're going to walk away from the career they have, or maybe they've been exited from the career they have. And so this is going to be what they're going to do full time. But I think certainly the owner executive model, um, you know, that, that has, uh, that certainly is more attractive to the audience we're talking about. And that brings us into, you know, I think what's nice about that is it brings us into uh, franchise opportunities and possibilities that are um, very much in high demand, uh, but also very much uh, in, in affordable categories as well. And when I say high demand, there's quite a bit of options in an owner executive model to jump into what I call a recession resistant business. And that's very top of mind for people right now. No, no one's really sure totally sure where our economy is going. And so, you know, going into a business that um, has uh, some guards, safeguards against recession is, again, another way to, to you know, de-risk and increase your chance of success. So what are recession-resistant businesses? Um, things that follow demographics, certainly. Um, you know, uh, things that are uh, in required services, um, you know, I have a candidate right now that is looking at um, a senior living placement business. Um, I think that that business is going to be high demand for some time to come based on what we know about baby boomers and the whole aging of our population. But a lot of the home services, a lot of the businesses in franchising that are around maintaining, updating, repairing around your home, tons of opportunities for that in the owner exec model. So that's a positive for one of the trends that I see right now in terms of which way people are leaning, you know? Um, trying to think what else, you know, COVID was interesting, right? COVID, you know, we sort of are in, sort of there's been two reflections that have come about as, as a result of COVID. Um, the first one due to the pandemic was, um, I think people of all generations have become very introspective um, and really sort of stepping back and reevaluating what is their purpose. And, and I find that that is bringing candidates of all ages um, to me and to my office in terms of really trying to think about what their 
next career option or what their next business option could be. The other is the independence and flexibility that came with work from home for those who are still working. Um, if they've been called back to the office now, the hybrid model or even the full-time model back in the office isn't necessarily as flexible, right? And so I hear a lot of people, again, at all generations saying to me, I still want to control my time. I want to be able to do the other things I do. And um, I don't. I didn't hear either of those trends as loudly as I've heard it since we've uh, come out of the pandemic. Yes, uh, and that is so true. Um, I have similar uh, experiences with regard to the re- yeah what the COVID situation, the whole pandemic, really um, did. Uh, People's, let people see that there are options out there besides having a full-time job or career somewhere in an office where you commute at a certain time, you stay in that building for a certain time and you come back. And that's the majority. I mean, there's still people, and I'm happy there are, who are working in hospitals and in the medical field and, and also in all the stores and the, and the shops, because uh, we need them too. But yes, uh, for those that were working in offices, it often consisted of long ways into the office and long ways back. So all the day was consumed with with, with spending time uh, and help another company be profitable. So for this COVID, yes, uh, I noticed myself how much I enjoy working from home and be able um, to be more flexible uh, also in, in my timing, in what I do during during the day. And uh, it, it just is a different way of working if you can work from home uh, as that you have to go to an office. But sometimes I miss my coworkers. So <laughs> model at the moment is working for me, but yeah, I'm looking forward of getting out uh, of the corporate world and um, have really the time to myself so I can can make those decisions. So we have been talking here a little bit about the uh, the advantages and the benefits and, and the good side of franchisee. Are there any downsides, any pitfalls that we have not yet mentioned in our conversation that you say, okay, I, I would like to mention that just to be open yeah. and upfront about what it yeah. is when you're when you're thinking about franchising. A- a- absolutely. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. Um, so, you know, I, I always say to my candidates, I want to make sure that you're going into this eyes wide open. And I think the first thing that that someone who's considering a franchise has to ask themselves is, are they someone who's willing to follow a system? Because the success in a franchise is because you have taken the playbook of the franchisor and you're applying it in the local market that you've chosen to do business in. And the world is full of people who buy into a franchise or into a system, and then they think they can do it better themselves. Um, And sometimes they do, right? And sometimes that benefits the franchise and that there's been an enhancement, but there's just too many cases of uh, bodies on the side of the road from from that experience. So part of what I do and part of what I challenge my clients to think about is, are you someone who's willing to follow a system? The second thing that I think is just something to know about franchising is 
you can't sell products or services that are not part of the brand, right? So when I was in, when I was an operator for the hair care system, someone said to me, oh, I've got this great, you know, jewelry line of, uh, you know, rings and, uh, you know, this was all costume stuff, but it was rings and bracelets and bangles and earrings. And they said, you know, wouldn't that be great uh, on your uh, countertop right by where uh, people pay for their services? And I said, all this stuff is beautiful, but I can't sell this in my store. It's not part of our brand. So I think you have to just be recognizing, too, that there are some restrictions. Uh, you know, you can sell and uh, deliver what you can and you have to not deliver what you can't. So there's something there to think about, too. Um, royalties, uh, you know, what are royalties? Royalties are this percentage of your revenue that you pay the franchisor for every dollar you make. And it's pretty small potatoes. It's four, five, six percent. But, you know, you have to plan for that. Um, some people don't like the idea of royalties, but I look at royalties as the way the franchisor continues to invest in product development and research things that probably I would never be able to do as an independent business owner myself to the level that they can when they're doing it at the scale that they can do it at. So I uh, I don't have a problem with royalties. The other is typically you'll have territories, right? So when you buy into a franchise, you'll be told you, you know, you're buying into a, uh, maybe it's a geographic area, maybe it's zip codes, postcodes that you can do business in. And um, I see them as a double-edged sword. One is it defines where you can do your business. So you're clear about your boundaries and no one can come into your market but at the same time, you might not be able to go into someone else's market. So, um, you know, I think territories are uh, a reality of franchising. They're there to protect everyone and, and to give them the best chance of success they can have. But some people look at that and they say, mm, you know, I wish I could expand my business out a bit further than this territory I've been given. And usually in a franchise, uh, there's going to be that's going to come with restrictions. So those are just a few. Yeah. Uh, no, and they are very valid uh, to consider um, in, in, in that respect, because uh, in one way, yes, you are uh, your boss, your own boss, um, who runs the show for your business, unless you get, like you say, uh, in, in, the, in um, the one where you are the owner executive and you've, you get a general manager if necessary, who does the day-to-day -day operations for you, there's still some restrictions in, in in what kind of business you have. But that often also goes for a, a normal business uh, that yeah. is not a franchise where you have, um, of course, um, things that you cannot do or do not want to do or where you have to... Um, follow the, the system depending on what kind of a software that you have and uh, right. all that kind yes. of, of things. And, yeah. 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 So then. And fran franchising is, is also the, the last thing I'll say on this, sorry, is, um, you know, I, I mentioned before the disclose, the level of disclosure in franchising. This is, I think a positive because everything that I just went on and, and spoke about as a downside, all of that will be known to you. There aren't any surprises in this, you know, you'll be able to um, confirm, uh, things like territory and what you can sell um, and what the obligations are around following the system. That's all spelled out for you before you make a decision to invest. So it's um, it's a pretty transparent space. Yes, yes. And and that is good to good to know already 
And if you start looking into it, because if you start your own business, you will find out uh, sooner or later what you can and what you not can do, what will work out. And when you go with the franchise system and concept, then uh, most of it is taken care of already. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This time always goes so fast. And I, we covered a lot. We covered a, a big chunk of franchising and uh, of becoming somebody who uh, becomes a business owner and has the help of a franchisor that uh, has everything already feel, uh, figured out. So for everybody who's listening here and who has not yet decided on what retirement will look like, I think, um, being um, or having a franchise can give you the possibility of building something that you might have not done in the past, something out of your hobby, something with one of the skill sets that you have already from work that you did, or um, it also gives you the possibility of, as they say, to build a legacy if you want it that way. If you had have worked in corporate often, you don't have that opportunity, but maybe now in your second half of life, in your next chapter, you could do something that would give you that possibility. So that's why I think uh, a franchise is, is, is a really great option to look at if you are thinking about doing something in retirement that gives you a new identity, that gives you a new purpose in life, that helps you make some extra income. Uh, I think it's a great way of of um, living in retirement. So when somebody is interested, one of our listeners, and of course you only deal with the United States. Um, so uh, how would that uh, work? Um, if they want to get in touch with you, um, sure. tell our audience uh, yeah. how they can get. To- yeah, so I would think even, even you know, uh, I'd say regardless of geography, I would say uh, uh, there's a lot of education and, and free tools that exist out on our corporate website, frannet.com, that's F-R-A-N-N-E-T.com. Um, and I, I think the concepts and the principles are something that uh, transcends national boundaries. But yes, we we work specifically in, in the United States and Canada with candidates who are, who are thinking uh, about business ownership. But I would say spend some time on frannet.com. Um, you know, I've got a consultant page within that. Uh, if you drill down on, on my name, I've started to put some blogs out there, but there's a lot of great testimonials. You know, we're, we're primarily an education company. Yes, we create introductions, um, for our clients as well, but a lot more of our time is spent on education. And I think you would find the same when you, if you have a chance to look at our website, a lot of it is really about helping people to, uh, you know, contemplate and consider whether this is even a, a, a path for them. You know, uh, I'll tell you, I just, I just have a client right now. Uh, she's, she's nearing retirement. Yeah. Um, she has always been a thrifter her whole life. She's loved thrift sales and things like that. She's looking at um, a estate planning business, a state, sorry, a state sale business in franchising. Um, 
And that's sort of the, the concept that she's looking at. So it's funny how you can take a personal interest in that and bring it over into a possible business idea for execution. But there's lots of stories like that out on our website as well. So maybe maybe some of those will resonate with your listeners as well. Okay. Yes, I definitely will mention your uh, um, website or the website of the, the franchise uh, organization that you work for so that whoever is listening and wants to find out more can uh, easily find more um, resources about the concept of franchising. And probably the, the, the real concept is kind of the same, no matter where you go, there might be some legal uh, issues uh, and rules are different in, in, in some of the con- uh, countries. But yeah, the, the concept, I think, um, uh, works everywhere in a, in a kind of similar fashion. So um, I, I think personally, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great way, like you say, to find something that uh, resonates with your values, that resonates with uh, the ideas that you have. And you mentioned just this lady with the thrift shops um, as a hobby now is going after all the estate sales. Um, so it, 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 it all um, is linked together if you want to, to look for it, but you have to be open yeah. for it. And I looked at some of the the options that there are, and there are so many different, different um franchise companies out there in in all all areas, in all fields, really, that uh there's bound to be something that could um could resonate with you. Yeah. And as of course, as we always say, right, if 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 it's something you love, then it doesn't feel like work. So you know. exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, that's so true. That is and, and that is what we really want uh to experience when we say goodbye to that career from 30, 40 years, that we want to do something, most of us, and are looking for finding what that can be. And so if you struggle with finding your new purpose in life, your new identity, or you don't know how to structure your day, uh, feel free to reach out to me at Maria at, this is new, Maria at blissful-retirement.com. If you email me, I will uh, provide information to you about a program that I'm doing starting in March for a 90-day group program talking about uh, all things in retiring and uh, figuring out what it is that you want to do, how you want to live, and create your next chapter lifestyle. So feel free to do that just by emailing me. If you have any other questions, uh, I'm happy to... uh, or ideas for shows, let me know. That will be awesome too. So I hope you enjoyed our conversation today and that it was helpful to you in thinking about what possibilities uh, retirement can have for you. So I thank you all for listening. But first and most of all, I thank Jim for making time today to talk with me about this topic of franchising and um as i uh, mentioned i think it's a, it's a great way to experience um 
uh, retirement and, uh, and make it blissful, happy uh, period of your life. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. And I commend everyone for staying curious and thinking about what, what else might be out there for you. So good luck with whatever your retirement journey and pathway looks like. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So, yes, I will be back with another guest speaker in about another four weeks. Uh, this is only a once a month podcast, and they are all released on the last Wednesday of the month. So if you're listening here, then uh, feel free, like I said, to email me if you have questions, if you have ideas. For topics, I would love to hear from you. And my email address, I repeat it one more time, is my first name, Maria, at blissful-retirement.com. Thank you all and have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.